Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Bulls in the Ring. I'm uh, here as always, Tom, and I have my magnificent partner here. Hello. That is Joe. We have a uh, special uh, edition for you tonight. We have uh, what I am very excited about. Um, in all honesty, I've been rooting for him in the truck series, even though he runs a limited schedule. But I think he is going to be, and I'm not trying to you know, blow smoke up his ass, but I really do think that he is going to be a guy to contend with. He always is running up front. A little bit of bad luck here and there, but for, like I said, for the most part, this guy is at, always on. He's always at the top of the thing, and that is Jesse Little. Hey, like I said, you, you are you are my up and comer. I appreciate it, man. I certainly do. I know. Uh, I try, and I uh, I'm like many of them out there that um, are waiting for the opportunity. And I uh, I often remind myself, you know, I'm I'm doing what a lot of them wish they could do uh, in my situation. So I certainly try to take advantage of it and do whatever I can uh, on the racetrack to make a good name for myself. Yeah, like I said, I mean. I'm, I'm not sure how many races you ran this year, but every time that you seemed to be in it, you were always up in the top 10. You were always battling, you know, and like I said, I, I, I personally think that the, uh, the future is going to be very good for you. Yeah, I appreciate it. We ended up running nine races this year, um, which, uh, is the most truck races I've ran, uh, in a year since I started. Uh, my first season was 2015 and, uh, I ran, uh, five races that year, um, four races in 16, four races in 17. Um, and then this year finally was able to get uh, a little bit more support. Um, and, uh, it ran nine and, and, uh, yeah, like you said, we had tremendous success and looked, uh, we, we obviously look really forward to next year. Awesome. Awesome. Like I said, I can't wait. We are, what are we like six? Well, we usually put this out on a Saturday, so we're like, what, 64 days away from Daytona, roughly? Yeah, to be honest, I don't like to keep count until after the new year, but we're something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I cannot wait. My family doesn't because I'm pretty much spending how many hours watching it a weekend, but they uh, they have to deal with it. It's just it's their penance for having me as a son and a husband. <laughs> Um, why don't you tell us a little about yourself, you know, where you grew up, what you're, you know, where you are now, things along those lines, so everyone can get to know you. Yeah, yeah, so I'm, uh, 21 years old right now. I, uh, grew up in Cheryl's Ford, North Carolina, which is about, uh, I'd say an hour north, uh, northwest of Charlotte. Um, uh, that's where, uh, our, our race team's located out of. Um, and, uh, I started racing when I was about seven years old in quarter midgets, um, similar to... Uh, everyone else's story. The older I got, uh, the bigger and heavier trucks, or sorry, the bigger and heavier cars I got in. I'm so used to saying trucks instead of cars. <laughs> the bigger and heavier cars I got in um, and uh, progressed my way through uh, late models, um, Legends cars, and then uh, made my first K&N start in 2012. Uh, and that's kind of the, the, the beginning of my touring um, series. That's, that's the beginning of the higher level racing, in my opinion. Uh, and that's when I started in 2012. Uh, K&N E-Series, and did that for uh, two and a half years, uh, did it full-time in 13 and 14, and then uh, part-time in 2012, and uh, the following year, 2015, um, and then uh, after that, we uh, we got a couple trucks, and 
went truck racing and um, kind of been doing it ever since. I go to school here at UNC Charlotte. I'm a uh, junior, got about a year left, and then I'll be done. Um, majoring in uh, business analytics, so that's that's pretty fun right now. I uh, just got done with exams this morning was my last one, so. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, we enjoy it. You know, it's a small operation we have. Um, the race team's out of my mom and dad's uh, shop below their house. We got three employees, and then myself in the summertime uh, as a fourth. So we we uh, do make do with what we got and work hard at it. And um, I definitely think this year was uh, a, a very big year as far as a lot of people took notice and. Uh, not only me, but our program, and um, we uh, we look forward to hopefully having another breakout year next year. All right, cool, cool. And the, for the people who don't know, your father, Chad, was a driver. He uh, drove in, I know, like I said, when my old man used to watch, like I said, I remember seeing him up in Cup and things along those lines. So he was pretty much your major influence in it? Uh, 100%, yeah. I, uh, let's see, I... So the, the tricky thing is, is I never really remember him racing, um, simply because I was so young. His last race was in 2003, and my, I, you know, I would have been six years old then. Um, so I never really remember him uh, at the track a whole lot, but the older I got, I, obviously he was still involved with racing at a pretty uh, high level working with NASCAR, and so I got to see that side of it. Um, and then, obviously, just hearing stories and seeing all the memorabilia uh that was the coolest part for me and he immediately uh was my main influence from the time i started uh to continue doing it and have fun doing it speaking of memorabilia i have to throw this out um i saw on uh twitter i know that you uh i think you responded to it the uh one poster your dad from the other day Yeah, I, I saw that, and that one, that one, I got a good, uh, good chuckle out of that one because that that one was definitely ninety, late eighties, early nineties esque uh, photography up on that one. Denim, he had a what do we call it? A Canadian tuxedo, all denim on denim. <laughs> the shirt was unbuttoned, and he had a piece of straw in his mouth. It was classic. Yes. I, uh, so the funny thing is, is he's not on Twitter or Instagram or any of that. Um, so immediately, as soon as I posted it, and People started noticing. He walked into the office the next day, and immediately, guy, I immediately got a text about seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning, and he was like, "What the hell did you post last night?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he got shit for it all day, which is perfect. So I love it. Excellent. Um, love it. Your father drove the ninety-seven. You're, you've taken over that. Has that always been your number? Um, yeah. So cool story on that. Um, when I originally started racing. Uh, I had the number zero three, uh, and that was my number. Um, and then, and mainly because it was my grandpa's race number. My grandpa raced. Uh, he had two cup starts in his name, both at Riverside, California, and I want to say '78 and '79. I'm not exactly sure the years, but um, he raced. He owned an automotive shop uh, in the heydays of the muscle car era, and that's really what got my family into motorsports. Um, growing up, my dad. Uh, Actually, growing up, my grandpa promoted a couple of racetracks in the Pacific Northwest, and that's how that's what got my dad started. Uh, so that that history was always important to me. So when I first started racing uh, Legends cars, late models, I was uh, I was zero three, and then when we took the step to go late model racing in 2011, um, the point series we were racing in it was the UARA series back then. Someone had already had the number, 
and uh, we couldn't get it from him or anything like that. So uh, I made the decision to go to 97, and uh, obviously an easy one to look at it that way, but uh, ever since then, I've just stuck with it, and I'm uh, happy for it. Nice, nice. Um, now, with you being, um, you know, you're saying your grandfather did uh, uh, two Riverside starts in Cup. Your father's first start was um, at Riverside as well. Um, do you have an affinity to uh, doing road courses, or you like dirt? You like short tracks? Super. What, what's your? What would be your perfect track, if you will? Um, my perfect track is. Obviously, it's a little biased because it's my, it's my, uh, it's one I'm most successful at. But Dover, uh, I think if I could build a perfect racetrack, it would be, it'd be maybe a half mile with Dover characteristics. Um, and I know Bristol's similar to that. But uh, yeah, something along the short track line. That's what I grew up doing. I, did, I don't have any dirt experience. I don't really have any uh, road course experience. Um, so on the short track level, that's that's kind of my specialty. And um, I'm starting to get a hang of the mile and a half racing. It's tricky, but I definitely prefer those mile and under racetracks. Nice, nice. Yeah, like I said, my uh, my old man used to go to Dover all the time. Like I said, that was that was his track to always go to. We're we're up in New York, so he would always take uh he would take a trip down there. He would always go do that. So um, yeah, that's a, a badass racetrack. I think I speak for a lot of drivers when I say it's my favorite. It's uh it's it's, it's a monster, man. Exactly like they say it is, and uh, it's cool as a driver to still be intimidated at. at be intimidated from a racetrack every time you show up. Oh, absolutely. Now, you were uh, you were involved in the K&N series. Mm-hmm. You did both the East and the West. Um, is there a big, like I said, we, we're starting to finally get it like on TV up where we are now. Um, is there a big difference, like for people who don't know, is there a big difference between the two series with it, you know, is there like a West Coast type of racing as opposed to an East Coast making it different or? Uh, no, not really. The cars are identical, the formats. Um, are identical. Uh, the rules are the same. Um, there for a little bit, uh, obvious, you know, for clear reasons, the East Coast guys always seem to be faster at the combination races, but uh, I think it's leveled out quite a bit uh, in the recent years. Um, but uh, no, I mean, the, the West races I ran, those guys are still just as badass drivers as the, the good ones on the East Coast, Greg Persley and Michael Sell and David Mayhew, those guys are wheel men. Um, you know, they still get the job done just like anybody over here. Uh, what should you like better, East or West? Uh, I only, the only West races I ran were Phoenix and uh, Bakersfield. Okay. Um, so, Kern County Speedway, I think it's called. So, those two were the only ones I, I went. So, I don't get to really experience the whole uh, uh, layout of the schedule, but um, it, I, I think the, the schedule for clear, for obvious reasons. The scheduling the racetracks on the East Coast is hard to beat. Um, you know, those years I was doing it, we went from New Hampshire to Richmond to Iowa to Dover to um, Greenville, Pickens to Bristol, and, you know, it's, it's tough to beat those ones for sure. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, out of those, like I said, you did have some success there. You get, you picked up a few victories. Um, what was your favorite victory out of those? Um, easily, uh, New Hampshire in 2014, uh, we, uh, that was my second year full-time, um, very exact story how, uh, how I, how we run the truck team is small employees, not a lot of cars, um, did everything on our own, and we went up there and won the biggest race with all the cup owners, and 
uh, to add on that, it was my mom's birthday that day, and that made it even special. It was my first win, so that was, you know, kind of everything just piled up. It, uh, it made it a really, uh, really special night, really special day. Nice. So you won your first victory on your mom's birthday. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And was she, she there was, for that? She was. Yeah, she was. And that was the uh, that was the other cool part is I don't have a whole lot of uh, memories of you know the whole uh, victory lane or burnout. Should I think I even hit the wall in my burnout or something like that? But uh, pulling into victory lane, I do remember she was the first person I made eye contact with, and I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. But uh, yeah, it was cool. It was it was really needed. Um, seeing her joy in the team, teams, uh, you know, excitement. That's that's what that's what's special about this sport for me is all the time and effort that they put in and um, how much they sacrifice with their families. The guys I'm talking about, you know, to to see it pay off and to see them as happy as you are, if not happier. That's the coolest part of the driver, in my opinion. And uh, just it reiterates the fact that you want to do this for a living. Nice. Um, I'm assuming that's probably your favorite race then. I mean, for the victory aspect of it. Um, what was your most unexpected finish? Um, unexpected finish. Let's see. Well, I got a good one for that. So it was um, Greenville Pickens in 2012. And I was making my, I was making my fifth start, I believe. Fourth, fourth or fifth start in the series. And in 2012, like, that's when, in my opinion, that was like the toughest year ever for that series. It's large competition. Um, so the story goes is we were at Greenville. We were decent in practice, but not uh, nothing super special. Um, and qualifying got rained out, so I started 24th through 25th. And I had raced there quite a bit in the late model, so I had a lot of uh, experience with how the track wears tires. And it ended up playing a huge, sorry, ended up paying, paying a huge advantage um, in the K&N car. I uh, ended up third that race, um, got lucky on some old restarts, and the top eight, I'm going to name them off, were um, Corey LaJoy won, Bubba was second, uh, Brett Moffitt was, sorry, I was third, Brett Moffitt was fourth, Chase Elliott was fifth, I think, um, Blaney was sixth, uh, Larson was like seventh or eighth, he got involved in a, a wreck earlier in the race and came back. Um, the Benedetto was in that race, I believe. Like, I mean, the level of names in that in that finish were pretty pretty badass, you know, for someone like me in my position right now to look back and and see. So that was that was an unexpected one. Um, I hadn't even had a, a full season under my belt and went out with some pretty uh, competitive guys and, and did decent with it. So that was a good one. Yeah, I mean, you you literally just named off like <laughs> the the next yeah. generation, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so hopefully, to- I'll be in that. Next- talk and somebody can say yeah you know i got to finish in the top five of jesse little one day I, that's my goal I hope, I hope that's the case absolutely um you were part of nextel or uh nascar uh next yep yes sir so you 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 were with a uh, few people that are now coming up and everything um like i said I, I think i saw it was what like ryan priest um who else was in that yeah so i did it the two years i was in it um the first year we, uh, let's see, the first year, uh, big guys were, uh, obviously, I think Eric Jones was in it, Cole Custer was in it, uh, Ben Rhodes, myself, John Hunter, I think, was in it the second year, um, Ryan Priest. Uh, so, I mean, those guys, and obviously, everyone knows what they're doing now, so that's pretty cool. And, um, and 
mean, there was, I mean, just the, the amount of talent, in my opinion, back then, it's uh, not that it's gone down, but I don't think there's as much of it. And uh, so it's pretty cool to be a part of that time and, and short track local touring racing, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, um, you know, that was the next evolution. You, you did that. You're now up in the truck series right now. Um, getting into that, like I said, um, what do you think is your favorite track to now do? Like I said, because obviously K&N cars are, you know, different than the Bandoleros and all that that you did. Um, Dover right now, like I said, it was your favorite. If you had to pick like a few tracks, what would you say are your favorite tracks, your best tracks? I mean, like I said, from your schedule this year, you ran, I believe, what, like uh, nine races? Yeah, we ran nine. You had six top tens? I mean, that's a damn good uh, percentage. Yeah. Especially for, you know, like as you said, a very small budget team, uh, you know, not a lot of employees. I mean, that that's quite impressive. Yeah, yeah, and my favorite thing uh, to follow up with that is, you know, the cool part was I never, I never ran well the last, or last three years before 2018. Um, my best finish was ninth last year in 17. And I got lucky at a late race wreck at Iowa and was running like 12th and um, passed a couple cars that got in the wreck and ended up ninth. And so I don't really even count that one. So my first top 10 was Atlanta, in my opinion, this year. And, and uh, shit, we were racing in the top five all day. So uh, it's pretty it's pretty special to look back on this year and, and look at the success we did have with Oh yeah, I mean, with those nine starts that you had this year, are you gonna plan on doing a few more races this year? Anywhere different you plan on going? Uh, we're uh, we're working hard on the schedule right now. We're about uh, eleven to twelve races, I think. Um, I I can say confidently. Um, anything after that will be additions. Where you know, if we can find extra sponsorship, then yeah, absolutely, we'll go there. But uh, but right now it's about eleven. It's about eleven to twelve. Um, which is awesome, even more than this year. Uh, and they're 
tracks that I've been to before. The hard part is, you know, for, for our program, for me, it's, um, we want to go to the ones that we can get the biggest bang for our buck and basically. And so we circle the ones that we know will run well and be competitive and kind of showcase me and the team's talents. Um, and pretty confidently, like I said, go there and know that we're going to have a good day. Uh, we don't want to waste the money and go to a race and, you know, I struggle at the track and we end up 15th or something. That doesn't do me any good for my career advancement. But as of right now, I think, uh, I'm, I'm, com- I'm comfortable saying with the way we ran this year, there's not many places um, that I wouldn't mind going to and feeling like we should still run top 10, uh, especially with the level of drivers. Um, so that's a good part. And the other, the other hard part that kind of dictates our schedule is uh, the time in between races is tough for a small team like us. There's, you'll go through stretches where it's three in a row and then you'll have a month and a half off and uh, we logistically can't do three races in a row and and so that's a little that, that dictates how we how we get around as well, but or what tracks we go to as well. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, I'd, I'd love to go full time one day and see what we could put together for a whole uh, championship run. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you have any cup starts? Yeah, I have two. I made two cup starts this year. Uh, one at Kentucky for Jay Robinson and Premium Motorsports, and then uh, one at Bristol for um, uh, Mark and Scott uh, Brothers Racing. And that was pretty cool. Those experiences were pretty uh, pretty humbling, I'll say. Any plans for this year coming up to get up in there or or even uh, Xfinity Series? Yeah, nothing right now. Um, you know, kind of focusing on the truck stuff unless the program presents itself that makes sense. Um, the hard part is, is, you know, I couldn't say no to the cup races this year. I, I couldn't say no to my first cup race, and I couldn't say no to the second one. Um, and now that I have the experience and the kind of the, the feel for it, uh, I don't have a whole lot of desire to spend money to go cup racing and run, you know, 33rd on a good day. Um, whereas we can put money into our truck program and go possibly win, you know, uh, I don't think I'm quite there yet in my career where I need to do that. But, uh, yeah, the right opportunity presents itself. I'm all for it especially with the new rules package they're going to come out with next year. It'll shake things up a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's definitely going to make a difference. Um, we'd, we'd like to get into maybe a little bit of a, like a rapid-fire questions now, you know, real quick, just right off the top of the head um, type of uh, answers on this. Um, we know that Dover, and like I said, from your past experience over in Iowa, like it seems like those are your uh, favorite tracks. You do well at those, and you like racing in them. Um, what would you consider your least favorite track? Uh, least favorite track, I would have to say Charlotte. Charlotte? Yep, <laughs> Charlotte. Only because it's always uh, kicked my ass and I haven't really figured it out yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best driver friend? <laughs> best driver friend, um, I would have to say my good buddy Cole Custer. All right. Another Ford guy with you? Yeah. Um, who's, who is your least favorite guy out there, if you don't mind saying it? <laughs> I mean, we always got to have our, our good friends, and then we got to have our enemies. So, I mean, is anyone you tussled with on the track, anyone that you just don't see eye to eye with? Um, you know, Todd Hill and I had a couple run-ins this year, <laughs> and uh, he never apologized and 
not that he should have, but I'm just joking here. Uh, uh, that's, that's probably the guy that I've only had any conflict with, um, which is a good thing because you know you're running good when you have problems with, with him. So uh, we, we talked a little bit Bristol, and then uh, the following week, my following race at Vegas, uh, we got into it. Uh, so uh, him and I haven't uh, talked since, so that's probably the only guy that I could say I, I'd, uh, I would put on that list. But... All right, good, good. Um, like I said, you're a you're a small team, you're family run team, um, and there has been success with that. I mean, would you rather be a Allen Quickie or would you rather go to you know like one of the big teams, you know, four drivers, you know, things like that? What what do you feel? I mean, obviously success is, plays a factor into it, but would you, what would you feel more comfortable with? Okay, who who would be your dream team then? And I mean, I I know that we have uh you know. Okay, like I said, uh, I was I was always a, a Stewart fan when he was out there. So um, yeah, it was hard not to. He was probably one of my favorites growing up as well. Okay, yeah, like I said, now now that he's retired, um, like I said, I always uh, feel comfortable like you know throwing out Blaney as my guy. Chase is up there. Um, like I said, hopefully one day, like I said, you're up there because you know. <laughs> Like I said, from what I see in the truck series, there's no reason why you can't get up there with the success you've had. So, like I said, hopefully one day, you know, I'll be wearing a 97 hat and seeing you at the track. But, uh... Yeah, that'd be badass. Yeah. Uh, what would you consider the best party track? Um... You know, I, uh... I haven't been to the two that I think everyone talks about, Michigan and Talladega. I have not been to those... Um, although from everything I hear, it's hard not to say one of those. Uh, I, I don't know why. I guess the infields are just that lively, but um, I think anyone, any of those two, you're not going to go wrong if you're looking to have a good time. Yeah, I mean, I always hear the stories of Talladega. Uh, Michigan actually surprises me that it would be uh, that lively, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and it's, uh, it's interesting, but yeah, over the last couple of years, man, Michigan infield. I think it's rivaling uh, Talladega. That's good because actually I have uh, I have family out there and they actually live quite close to it, so that might be a place where I'd have to swing through. There you go, next vacation. There you go. That's it. Um, 
with that, like I said, you're, you're around the infield. I'm sure that they're out there mingling and doing that. In your eyes, who is the uh, the cutest monster girl? If we have to pick one, um, heck, I'm not a cup driver. I don't I don't get to see them that often. They don't come around as truck guys, but uh, I I don't even know, really know the names. Um, what? Uh, let's see. Um, I'm trying to remember, man. I, I think uh, the only one I know is her first name's Raya, and she's got red head. She's uh, got red reddish hair i guess uh she's she's uh she's a smoke show that's for sure i was just you, you took the words right out of my mouth on that one that <laughs> you nailed it on that oh you know her yeah oh, okay yeah <laughs> have to look this girl up yeah <laughs> you can bounce a quarter off her abs i mean it's um i'm a ford guy you're a ford guy gun to your head right now this is you have to pick you can't drive ford Toyota or Chevy? What are you going with? Toyota. All right. Is it is it just because the Ford Chevy rivalry, or you just think it's a, a better built, better running vehicle? Um, I think from my point of view, it looks like they invest heavily in the motorsports side. Um, and I have no idea. I don't know any numbers. I don't. I have no clue um, any specifics, but the engineers I see at the track, a lot of them have a lot more Toyota Sombreros than bow ties on their shirts. So uh, that's the only reason I would say that. Okay. I mean, you, your father, he drove, you know, he drove a few Chevys. He drove some Pontiacs. He drove an Oldsmobile even. But for the majority of his career, he was a Ford guy. Would he disown you with that? If you saying something like that right now, uh, no, not at all. No, my grandpa would. On the other hand, he'd probably kick my ass if he was here right now. But uh, no, my dad, uh, he doesn't. He doesn't have any affinity to any of those, and he kind of can't be in the position he's at right now because he passes each one of them in tech each weekend, and they uh, they wouldn't like that. All right. Uh, what are your expectations this season? Uh, that's a great question. I think uh, I'd be silly right now to say that we are capable of winning um this time last year i would have been very happy with uh top tens and running well but uh obviously the bar has been raised there so my expectations are if we run 12 races i want 12 top tens and laps led and top fives and a win um to put it down to numbers i think we should easily be in the top five, maybe 30 or 40% of the races, in the top 10, 70 or 80. Well, I mean, the numbers kind of show that now, so I don't think that's going to be a far-fetched thing. Yeah. Um. Now, like I said, we're... If for some reason each weekend, you know, I feel like uh, we're, we're definitely in that sixth to 10th category, no problem. And every finish shows it's all between sixth and... Um, ninth this year or whatever but uh but we're, we're we're still lacking a little bit to make it to that uh first or fifth category um and you know there's there was races where i was running third or fourth and and it just didn't play out our way so uh those days are coming i think but we we just need a little tiny bit more to uh to, to put ourselves in those positions uh to to run for a win put it that way all right um right now like i said you're doing a partial schedule in truck 
I, I'm assuming that the natural progression is do a full season there, move up to Xfinity, you know, possibly run a full season there, and then go to Cup. I mean, what are your – I mean, is that is that the plan you want? Or if you get, like I said, right now, you have next this season coming up, you have a great season, a few wins, you know, a lot of uh, top tens, things along those lines. Would you want to be catapulted that high, or would you rather kind of work your way up through the progression? Like, what's your expectations in five years, ten years? Uh, five years, I'll be 26. I certainly hope I'll be in the Cup Series by then. Um, I would feel comfortable running full-time Xfinity next year, to be honest. Uh, I think I think uh, my um, experience and, and uh, I don't want to say talent, but um, – raw speed is there to do it uh the hard part is you know it's there's there's 10 12 good xfinity teams and if you're not in one of those you're not gonna have a shot to win um so the hard part is getting in one of those rides and and, uh showing your talent to be considered to go full-time cup racing plain and simple all right i mean let's put it this way for having that small team and doing what you're doing i mean if you could be on a full-time team, you know, whoever it may be, how Chastain got to ride with Ganassi this year um, for, like, Xfinity Series, if you could get something like that where you were in there full-time, I mean, you have any – if you didn't win, would the expectation just be devastating at that point? Because, like I said – it Absolutely. If I, was in a, if I was in equipment, if I was in a JRM car, a Ganassi car um, – what are the other ones? Um, you know, SHR's Xfinity cars, uh, Gibson's Xfinity cars. If I was in any one of those four and I didn't finish the year with a win, I would be, I would be very disappointed in myself. Because <laughs> at that point, you know, I think that's what makes all the difference in the world is the driver with those teams. Um, only because every one of them is so good. Well, I mean, like I said, for having, you know, being the small team, you're, you are – I don't want to. I don't want to sound this way and make it almost on the negative end. But you are exceeding where most teams are. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Y- you definitely have the talent. From, I mean, we all saw how Chastain did it last year with the equipment. You know, his team. You know, when he was with the four, the equipment wasn't there. He wasn't. You know, running up in the top ten. He goes to Ganassi. He's winning races. I honestly think, and this is my this is my personal opinion. I think if you were in a, a ride like that, you would definitely be up in the the top three winning races, things along those lines. Um, so, like I said, I, I definitely think the talent's there. With that, now that we are getting some new rules uh, changes and new packages, things, what? Um, how do you think that those car setups are going to be for this year? Are they going to be an advantage for you with your talent level? What, what's it going to be? You know, truck doesn't have any changes, but if I were to get in a cup car, I think it definitely uh, would be um, much more favorable than when I made my cup start at Kentucky. I remember in practice, I, I felt like it stuck out of water. I was, like, amazed at how freaking hard they were to drive. And from all the rules that I'm seeing that are going to be in place, um, it looks like they're going to be easy. And from the people I've talked to, they say they're easy to drive. Uh, which makes sense. There's not going to put a product on the track that uh, produces more passing and gives more excitement, and I totally agree with that. But uh, it would be interesting to get another chance and see um, how well I, or how much better I would do than uh, how they drive right now. 
but uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll just have to see on that. Is there any uh, cars or rules changes, car packages, setups that you would like to see? At which level? Um, for right now, like I said, for truck, and like I said, you had a little bit of limited experience in, and like I said, Bristol's not a great track to, to, for a car setup because it could get out of whack at any moment. But like I said, for the limited that you had in Cup, for each one, what would you like to see change, if you will, for both series? I honestly thought this year's Cup racing was as good as I could remember watching uh, closely while being involved in the sport. Um, when I ran those races, they are unbelievably hard to drive. They have way too much power for the tire that they're on. Um, they, they didn't turn with the shit. They were loose as hell in traffic. Like you, if you just had to manhandle them. Um, and I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was perfect. I think it provided perfect racing. Um, but you know, what do I know? Uh, at the truck level, I, I would. I would like to see quite a bit down downforce get taken away. Um, my opinion, you know, aero plays way too big of a role uh, in our series than it should. And I would much rather see a valence on the trucks than a splitter. Uh, I'd much rather see a, a lesser. Uh, I'd like to see a tighter tolerance on the on the skew of the body. That that helps with side force a whole lot. So those would be my two biggest things. If I was. President tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, I know you haven't driven. You, you said you're not a dirt guy. You haven't driven Eldora yet. Is there? Is if you had to get behind the wheel? I mean, is that a race that you're dreading, or would you kind of like to see it as excitement because it's something new? Yeah. No, I think it'd be fun as hell to go there. Um, throwing a 3,400 pound truck around on on a track that isn't meant for it, I think is uh, right up my alley. You know, it's kind of just see who can, um, see who can adapt and, and overcome the best. Um, especially watching Crafton win it uh, this year, that was pretty damn cool. Uh, not ever being a dirt guy, you know, and he had a little, he had a little bit of experience leading up to it, but uh, nothing like, you know, Larson or Bell has. So um, I think it'd be fun as shit to go out there and do it. Nice, nice. Uh, so if you weren't a racer, what would you be doing right now? If I wasn't racing, it's a great question. Um, I'd probably be making better grades in school right now. And, uh, <laughs> um, and probably, uh, I don't know, I'd probably have my life figured out at this point, but I uh, I don't, so <laughs> I'll cross that bridge when I get there. Um, if racing doesn't work out, I'm glad I'm going to school. That's for damn sure. Yeah, you got something uh, to fall back on. Know, yeah, I know a lot of drivers that uh, they, you know, don't really have much to fall back on, and um, you can't do it forever, as we all see. You know, it's getting younger and younger, and uh, guys are getting out of it earlier and earlier. So um, you can't do it forever, and I certainly hope to uh, be glad one day that uh, I have a college degree. Nice. What's the hardest lick you take so far? Worst accident, if you will. Um, worst accident, probably last year at Phoenix, uh, in the truck series race there, we, uh, were running, we were actually having our best run of the year last year, running like, uh, eighth or ninth or something, and had a good restart, it was like 15 or 20 to go, I think, had a good restart, and pulled down on the dog leg, um, on the back straightaway, when it was the back straightaway last year, 
pulled down on the dog leg, and uh, I thought I was bottom of three wide, but I ended up being middle of six wide, and we all freaking wrecked in turn three, and I smacked the wall kind of at a weird angle on the side, and, uh, you know, the, the, the front impacts aren't bad. I know they're the most violent-looking ones, but the front impacts aren't bad because the way the cars are built, they're, they're built to absorb energy front to back. Um, there's so much energy dissipated in a hit front to back that it's not as bad. It's not as bad as the side. Um, at the side, mainly because you're closer to the wall, you don't have the suspension or the engine to kind of absorb it. Um, it uh, it freaking just goes right through the roll cage right to you. So that was my worst one. Yeah, I mean, I can remember when uh, that Pocono, when Bubba hit the, the wall there, I mean... It- that was a violent wreck. I know he got out. He was a little bit, you know, shaken. But obviously, that ain't as bad. Like I said, when you're hitting that side, I mean, there's it, it, there can't be much absorption on that. And yeah, there's not. And I mean, you know, and then we have and then we have the Hans device, which helps front and back as well. Um, and the and the seat belts give a little bit. So there's so much there's so much. Um, you know, there's so much, I, I'm trying to think of another word than energy, but there's just so much energy dissipated front to back, where side to side, man, it's freaking, you're, from your ankle to your knee to your hip to your ribs to your shoulder to your head, all at the same time, all against the seat, and it hurts like the son of a bitch. Yeah, you, you literally took the, the question out of my mouth. I was going to say, that side impact with that Hans device, where you're, you, I mean, you are so strapped in there, I mean, it seems front to back, it kind of, you could kind of slide a little, but that side impact just seems like you're just jarring right against everything. And it just yeah. seems like it's got to be so bad. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, Phoenix, too, my uh, my, arms, my arms got flung towards the wall and it pooped my shoulder against the seat. And, um, you know, but I think hats off to the, to the advancements of safety because I, I walked out of it. And we see it so many times with vicious, vicious wrecks where drivers walk out of it. And, um, you know, I, I will always always never ever complain about a safety rule being implemented um after the wrecks i've seen and i think a lot of a lot of fans agree nice nice like i said that's the main thing is the safety out there like i mean unfortunately we had the you know uh seniors accident that caused a lot of the changes but since then there's really been no fatalities in in the nascar um zero you know in the national series there's been zero so, I mean, like I said, it, you know, I know a lot of guys, you know, old school guys, my, my father was like, oh, you know, open face, you know, the open helmets and think, you know, the old Jimmy Spencer's open face mask type things. And, you know, I, I, I look at it differently. Like, you know, we got to keep you guys safe out there. So, I mean, I guess it's two, tr- uh, two schools of thought on that, but. Yeah, I've, I've often thought of that too, like, you know, watching old uh, open wheel movies, you know, it was the racing better because those guys knew that there was a possibility they could die in my opinion I don't think so like you know we love racing as a driver and we want to win races and we're going to bust our ass trying to do it um, and having the thought in the back of our mind that we might not walk out maybe it changes a little bit but I don't think it does one bit so what's the point of not or what's the point of making it a, 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 um, a deadly sport when it doesn't need to be absolutely now this is, I guess, a twofold question. Are you a beer man? And when you win, what is going to be your beer of choice in Victory Lane? Uh, yeah, I'm a uh, 
I'm a beer man, and if I had my choice, it'd, it'd uh, be a nice cold bush light. All right. <laughs> Getting into that. Uh, uh, I'm in college, remember. I'm balling on a budget here. That's, <laughs> that's true, like I said. <laughs> We remember those days of drinking in someone's basement. <laughs> we were community college kids, so we didn't even have the luxury of being in a dorm or a frat house. <laughs> Are you in a dorm? Do you like you you live on campus? I was in a dorm my freshman year, and then um, I've been in an apartment since. Oh, okay, yeah, that's probably a better choice. <laughs> yeah, although my grades did slip a lot when I uh, when I was uh, in a room with four of my buddies for an entire year versus. <laughs> Only being a hundred yards away from the library, yeah. Imagine, yeah. With that being, like I said, you you are in. We'll we'll say you're in the national spotlight, racing on TV. You know, weekends, things along those lines. Um, Obviously, you're at a college where you know there could be basketball, there could be football, there could be the sports that everyone in college is you know possibly going to supporting things like that. Do you get any of that like big man on campus thing, even though you're not with the college, you're just in the spotlight? Uh, not really, no. Um, you know, our school we're getting big. We're getting bigger with football slowly but surely. Um, basketball, kind of the same story. So there's not really that like off factor already with those two sports. So then racing, I think, is kind of on the sideline and it's not like you know i'm some superstar with uh, a lot of followers or i run full-time to where more people would notice me but uh but no i, and I have a, a lot of my friends um there are a couple of my roommates the last couple of years were, were engineers uh, in the motorsports program and so when i would meet their friends they'd be like oh shit you're jesse little and those are about the only ones i know <laughs> <laughs> hey i mean you got a following so <laughs> take yeah. run with it <laughs> um you talked about football there. Every week we do our uh, football picks. You uh, you said that you would uh, go forward with that. So, like I said, uh, why don't we get into that? Um, Joe, do you want to give all the stats real quick, and then we can get into Jesse's picks for these? Yeah, sure. Uh, we have the guests at 36 and 34. Um, I am 42 and 26, and Tom, you are in the lead at 47, 22, and 1. That damn tie is still <laughs> looming on me. You're freaking winning this thing. I, think it's I, I don't fine. know. I, we, you know, we can get but, all uh, in the forties here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wish I could start gambling and make some money instead of <laughs> living paycheck to paycheck. But yeah. so um, this week is a little bit different. We have some Saturday games coming up, we do, so yeah. we we added those two games into our normal pick. So right. instead of the normal five, we've expanded it to seven now. So, anytime you're ready, Jesse, you could just throw out your picks. We'll we'll write them down and we'll see how we uh, we do. So let me just reaffirm: I get one Saturday, one one o'clock Sunday, one four o'clock Sunday, and one Monday, right? Four total. Uh no no no! It's um you're gonna have so one Saturday, one one. No no PM. two two Saturdays. We're gonna do both, aren't we? We are. <laughs> I thought we were doing two. No, I thought we were just doing. one. Okay, we can do one. Yeah, uh, do that's one fine. Saturday. Do one Saturday. Yeah, one Saturday, one four. One one the Sunday night, the Monday night, and then you get a, a wild card, which could be a one or a four p.m. All right, on uh, so my one Saturday, um, I'm taking Baker Mayfield and the Browns over the Broncos. Um, that'll be my Saturday pick. My one o'clock Sunday, um, I'm gonna go with 
I'm going to go with, uh, although we don't need them to, but I think the Cowboys are going to beat the Colts. Oh, sorry. That, yeah, that's 1 o'clock. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. Um, <laughs> four, 4 o'clock Sunday. Um, let's see. I think the Patriots are going to beat Big Ben and the Steelers. Hurts me to say that, but I believe you're right. <laughs> um, and uh, Sunday night, um, Rams are easily going to beat the Eagles. Yeah. Um, my, my Monday game, I got to take my Panthers over the Saints. Uh, I have to. I hope so, at least. They uh, they need to get it together. Home game Monday night. I just found out tonight they were the fourth. They have the fourth best record on Monday night games, so hopefully it shows. <laughs> They've been hurting lately, and that... Oh, they've been terrible, man. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> um, Cam's been doing good for me. I got him I got him on my uh, on my fantasy team, and I actually made the Super Bowl this year. So, I got him, but the guy I'm going against has got McCaffrey, so that kind of leaves me a little nervous. I'm hoping that, you know, it's a, it's a big throw game for uh, Cam, and not so much on the run, but... Yeah, Christian's a stud. He'll probably... Put up twenty to thirty points. He's guaranteed usually. But who knows? Like you said, maybe Camel feel good and throw the ball. They didn't throw the ball like the shit this past weekend, or last weekend. Yeah. So. Yeah, that 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 got me a little nervous. I was I was biting nails for that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you you have your wild card pick, which could be either any one or four p.m. game. Um, my wild card. Um. My good buddy is a Bills fan, so I'm going to take the Lions over his Bills. <laughs> <laughs> what a I friend. Like <laughs> you know, that, that's a move I would do, and, and Joe can attest to that. Yeah. He constantly picks teams against the Giants, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Now I'm going to have to pay attention this week and see if I win. Yeah, right. <laughs> Like I said, you uh, you win, we'll we'll bring you back for the All Star uh, picks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but um, I like it. we we don't want to hold you up. We'll 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 do our picks after. But like I said, we're really appreciative of it. Um, coming on, like I said, had a great time talking with you. Um, I'm really hoping that you have an awesome season this year. Like I said, out of the trucks when you're racing, and this is in all honesty, and you can. Uh, well, my wife don't talk, but if she was on here, <laughs> she would she would confer on it. Like I said, um, you are the guy that I root for. Like I said, I, I enjoy that you're a small team guy that's running exceptionally well. And like I said, I, I wish you all the luck this year. Stay safe out there. And like I said, um, you know, you at least got one fan up here in uh, the Hudson Valley up in, in New York. So, like I said. Uh, yeah, that's awesome, man. I appreciate it. I, uh. I have a blast, and thank you guys for having me on. This is my first podcast, so I, uh, oh, there we go. To see how it would go, and I had a good time. So anytime, uh, I'd love to come back, and we'll have to uh, follow up. Hopefully, after the first win here shortly, that'd be pretty damn cool. Absolutely, like I said, hopefully it's uh, what's your first race? Uh, right now, Atlanta. All right, hopefully first it's time. week two. <laughs> yep. So. So hopefully we'll be talking to you a little after March. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, well, like I said, we appreciate you coming on. Good luck this season. Stay safe. And like I said, all the luck, and I'll be watching you on, I'll be watching you on Friday, Saturday nights. Yeah, thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. All right, thanks, all right. Jesse. Have a good one. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, man.
All right. Hey, thank you very much. Again, uh, thank you to Jesse Little there. Like I said, uh, I'm really rooting for him. I think his picks were pretty good because a few of those I was pondering on. So where are you now? Yeah, I I'm gonna go right into my Saturday game, and I was I had it written down that I was gonna go with the Browns over the Broncos, but I'm gonna I'm gonna just because just because I uh, I just like to make people mad. Because as we talked about, I like going against uh, friends' picks here. I'm taking the Titans over the Jets. <laughs> that's that's, that's your, your Saturday game. That is my Saturday game. I'm going to take the Titans over the over them. Dick move, Joseph. How you like to bust my shoes? I am going to take the Nueve York Giants over the Titans. Good just pick. To, just to Good pick. how you say, I always do that. You do. Only against the Jets because they're just bad. <laughs> um, I'm going to go against myself here. I think Jesse was right. I think the Pats are going to put the Steelers down for a straight loss. This, I think, might be this might be the uh, longest losing streak Steelers of... Steelers are hurting. They're bad. They're, I don't know what the... Fu- they were on a fucking streak for a while, there, and they just... They're not... They're bad. And I don't know what's going you know on what in the organization. They're not running the ball. Le'Veon Bell Run is the... laughing his ass off right now. No, I don't. Th- no, I nah. Don't... He liked a, a tweet or something last week. Uh, they lost. They the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, Instagram said, "Oh, tough loss this week" or something like that, and he liked it. Oh, you know he wants them to lose. Oh, yeah, he wants them to lose absolutely. But I think that they're getting out of their game plan. Steelers football is hard-nosed defense running the ball, and they're not doing it. Ben, I think, is forcing it to A.B. to get him happy. And as you know, because you have another psychopath head case receiver on your team, that's not what you do. It's not what you do. Absolutely right. And I think that the Giants, as opposed to the Steelers, are doing the right thing. You know what? Odell, you'll get the ball when we get you the ball. The bread and butter right now is handing the ball off. I was actually going to bring this up when I got to my... We'll finish your picture. Right. We'll talk. We'll, we'll get back. We'll get back to this. We'll get back to it because I have a lot to say. We will uh, say. We will not tangent now. We will tangent later. We will. But um, I'm going to go with the uh, the Eagles. They're just... I think they're... This was a hard pick, though. This was a hard <coughs> pick because you want to know why? I think that they're going to be in a bad way on paper because Wentz is out. But here, but, I, I just want to say one thing before you get on with your okay. pick. So I read on, uh, I don't know where it was. Maybe it was ESPN. Maybe it was Yahoo News. I forget. Grinder. <laughs> could have been that. <laughs> but the title of the article was, Wentz done for season, or Wentz possibly done for season, Eagles in a spot, Eagles in a, Eagles season doom, or some shit like that. And I'm thinking to myself, well, him being out last year pretty much saved their season. They won a fucking Super Bowl. Exactly. And that's where I think, you <laughs> know It's all over again. Nick Foles, I think, is going to... They gonna, have a worse record, though. But They have a worse record right now. But, but I, I, could see, I could see them winning the next three games, Nick Foles coming in and winning his second Super Bowl, and them just be like, why do we keep... You know what? Honestly, if he does that and they win another Super Bowl with Nick Foles... If I yeah, don't start Carson Wentz next year. No, no, don't because I mean yeah okay. The, I mean he's obviously better than Nick Foles, but the guy is. Ah, two you, seasons, hey, he's hey, injury hey, prone. Hey, you know what? 
Torres ACL they both hurt his back this year. What the fuck's next? His arm? Yes, but they both have Super Bowl rings. They both have Super Bowl rings, but only one of them played in the game. Yeah, but you got to take it for what it is. I would rather play Foles than than Wentz. I mean, he's he's proven he can step it up in the big games. He's not an injury case. Right. And like I said... Now you got to look at this thing. He's had what? Right now his injury is what? His back, his vertebrae. Some of his vertebrae is like it's sticking out or something. I forget what I read, but it's his back. So you have his back. Yeah, his back. His what? Last year was his uh, ACL. ACL and or MCL, whatever the fuck CL it was. It was his ACL, but something else tore. He tore his ACL and something else. At the same like his time. meniscus or some shit. Yeah, I but think about it. As, as someone who's gonna essentially have be the smallest guy in that area, mm-hmm. quarterback. Now you have gigantors coming at you. It's got to fuck with your psyche that you know that you know what you have a bad you have a bad fucking wheel and yeah. your back's all fucked up. You want to take a hit. That's going to fuck with the psyche, and I don't think he'll be the same since. Yeah. Because you have to look at, do I want to be like, you know, reports of Peyton Manning not being able to fucking tie his shoes? Right. Do you want to be, and you're 25 mm-hmm. at most? How old? I mean, he's not that old. He's, what, in his third year? Or second? No, third year once, right? Third or fourth? This is his... 2016 is when he got drafted, so 16, 17, this is his third year. Third year. And you have two, essentially, what I would consider life-changing injuries. Your knee's all now fucked up, you know, and as a quarterback, your knee... That's, and That's the thing. You're getting hurt this young. This young. And you How never... How going to be in five years when you're Five older? years. Yeah. Ten years. Yeah. So, like I said, that's got to fuck with your psyche. Where Nick Foles just comes in and goes, you know what, I'm going to play half a season, I'm going to throw a ball about 12 times, and I'm going to win a Super Bowl. I win. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. proven it too. He's got records. I mean, most touchdowns in a game. He's up. I think he's tied with who? Like Breeze, Peyton, and uh, who was the uh, original guy that used to throw? I can't think of his name right now. I can see the picture of him. I don't know. Is it uh, Paul? I think was his. I can't think of it. But Big like I said, you, you're in that category right. of fucking quarterbacks. You know, I, I'll sit and sit on the bench, and then I'll come in and I'll win a championship. Right. I'll bang a cheerleader, and I'll eat a cheesesteak. And, you know, here I am. I'm the Super Bowl <laughs> champ. Right, 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 right. Hey, I, so that made it a very hard pick. Right. But I'm going to go with this, and I think that last week the Rams got kind of brought back down to earth. Mm-hmm. The, uh, Bears, oh, man, the Bears tore them up. They tore, tore golf up. I'm glad I sat him on my bench last week. Holy and shit. I, I again, I have Gurley. I was shitting my pants with him, but this is the thing. Do you notice that if I've watched a bunch of their games because I'm so invested in Gurley, they were not on their game. They were not on their game plan. I, they were totally fucked up. And I don't think it was. I think Goff did not like playing in the cold. He was overthrowing like a motherfucker. He had what three interceptions in the game? Four interceptions. Four interceptions. I only watched three because I ended up... He had four interceptions. It was his worst game. It was his worst game probably as a pro. And, I would say so. If and, not, or probably second worst. Yeah. They <laughs> definitely were off their game. And one of the big things that they didn't do was hand the ball off. I think Gurley is going to get the ball. How many He's fantasy points run, did Gurley have last 13 year? and a half. And running backs get... Yeah, 
Gurley's been averaging about 45. So that just shows the differential and what they were doing. Right, so right, I think right, right. I think the Rams are going to beat the Eagles. But, again, it was a hard toss-up because Foles is coming in. And you know how you always get that new coach, new quarterback, new new star player coming in? Let me they always so, do good. The Eagles secondary... The Eagles' secondary is fucking shit. Goff is going to have a fucking field day. I hope, And he better because I'm starting him this week. I <laughs> the hope semifinals he... of the fantasy playoffs. Oh, you only do one week? We do two-week Super Bowl. Well, it used to be two weeks, but now we have 12 teams, so it got expanded to a six-team playoff. So I beat the guy in the last round. Okay. I slaughtered his ass. Now I am playing Triple D in the right. semifinals. I'm going to slaughter his fucking ass. And then next week is the Super Bowl. Next week's the Super Bowl. Week 16. I was... uh, You know, I just want to point out, whenever we do your fucking picks, we go on tangents after every goddamn pick. So why don't you just run through your picks and then we can kind of... Who's winning? Who overanalyzes this? Who's got to win? Who who does the best? That's all. Like I said, I I think about the... I I sit at work. I sit at work all day on Wednesday. So I got to do my other picks. I really wish I had a. I, re- I wish I had a job again, <laughs> where I just could have this time. I don't. <laughs> all I do is sit and stare at football all day long on yeah. Wednesday. Wednesdays is my like. I don't want to do anything. I just want to sit at my computer, stare at the screen, and analyze. I kind of do that too. Like I, I start Tuesday, but Wednesday's the day where I, like I start to prepare. Yeah. So I go. All right, what free agents are out there? I can kind of get mm-hmm. that. Uh, some pickups or who am I going to... Like, I start planning on who I'm going to play. Oh, yeah. You, you have yeah. to. The worst part about our league is is that the... For free agency, the waiver wire starts at 3 a.m. Mine's 5 a.m. Well, you could put in the waiver. You could put in the waiver. But when it goes to... From ours mine, is 3 a.m. Mine's 5. So, at 3... Uh, when I get in the work at 7, the first thing I do, I don't even... like I, I don't acknowledge anyone. I run up... I get in front of my computer and I go through who the list is. So my day is pretty much congested into just doing that. So that's why Wednesday is my over analysis day. That's where I get all these. I don't want to. I don't want to get too much into this, and I won't say what week it was. But there was a week where I actually lost sleep because I was waiting to see <laughs> if I could pick up this. Uh, I forget. I I forget who it was. Oh, I did that. I did that drunkenly. Where I know? lost. I was like, I kept waking up, and I'm like, I kept checking my email, and I'm like. Did I get this guy not or, or not? I don't even remember when it was probably five or six weeks ago. I can tell you when it was. I know mine. When it was Doug Martin. Marshawn Lynch got hurt. I said Doug Martin's got to be. Or did you even draft Marshawn Lynch? I didn't. So oh. he it's when he got hurt. But oh, Doug, so you were waiting for his I backup? I was waiting. I was gotcha. waiting. And I'm like Doug Martin, former starter, good guy. I mean, got a got a got a ton of career yards, things along those lines. I'm like. He's not been used a lot. Mm-hmm. He's playing for Oakland. They're always going to be sitting there behind. So, like I said, what does it matter? They're not going to be chucking the ball a lot. They, Car- are, now. they are now, yeah. But I was like, I'm going to get Doug Martin. I waited till 3 o'clock in the morning. I was pissed drunk. I don't know how I got him. I'm You're surprised right. I didn't like draft like the third fucking tight end from <laughs> Seattle. Uh. That's how bad I was. All right, finish your picks. We're going to go with my picks. <laughs> yes, please. Um, you got like two done. I'm going to have to go against Jesse here. I it, This was another tough one because I think that the Panthers, as however slim their chances of making the playoffs are, 
they are going up in the, I believe they're playing at um, Nolens. I I was going to take them. I'm like, they can't lose this many games in a row, but obviously my Steelers have been. But I'm going to take the Saints over the Panthers. It was a... Saints are probably the best team in the NFC. They're the best team, but I think they're they're well, they got to have one game where they kind of come back to reality. And this is a do or die for the Panthers, so it was a, it was a little rough pick on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have to go rivalries. I think this is this is a unknown rivalry to us here on the East Coast, but um, the Seahawks and 49ers, they they do not like each other. Is it really that big of a rivalry? Oh, yeah. Rival? Rival. Man, I can't talk. Rivalry. Thank you. <laughs> you know why? Because it's right. two very liberal uh, cities, and they don't like each other. And they'll they'll throw flowers at each other because, you know, that's how they fight. But I'm going to go with... <laughs> Seattle throw coffee and yeah, San Francisco throw flowers. <laughs> they're butt plugs. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the non-butt plugging throwing team, and I'm going to take the coffee grinders of Seattle. <laughs> okay. Did you do all six of your picks? Those are my picks. We really just were we miscommunicated the picks this week. I don't know how we got the six, but all right. Wait, wait. Uh, how many did you have? How many did I, I take? I have, one, I two, have six three. Now, but I one, had two, five. three, four, five, six. Yeah. Then and I add. I just added the sixth one. And how many did Jesse do? He did six, but yeah. I'm talking about before. Doesn't matter. I thought we were going to do both Saturday games. Nope, did that's not know where. That. No, that's news to me. I don't know what the, how, some wires got crossed in our texting today. Let's let's go to the videotape. You can do your picks. I'm going to check. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to plow through this. Uh, I'm going to take the Broncos over Cleveland. Why is that? <laughs> Why? Um. Because you just want him. No, I think Cleveland. <laughs> I, I see what you're doing here. Ah, I got you there. Basically, because I have Philip Lindsay on my team, and I hope he does very well. Okay. Um, this is a first. The entire season, I ain't picking this because I don't have to pick it. For the first time, because I don't have to pick it. The Giants over the Titans. You haven't taken the Giants yet? Only when I had. No, I never had. Every time I had to, I picked against them, except for that one Monday night game. Okay. Which kind of started their like new lease on life? I feel like, I think they oh they beat the 49ers on Monday Night Football. I was I was or, or Sunday night. I forget which one it was. No, it was uh, was that Monday? No, I think it was. Why they would put the Giants and the 49ers on Monday Night Football? I, I don't know why. It was either Sun. It was a, it was a it was a, late game. It was a game where I had to pick yeah. one of those two. Because I remember I was at Frogger's in outside of Orlando. Yes. That's right. It was a week before. I was the I was watching it because no, it was a week after. It was, was the, it? It was the day. Remember. It was the two days after the wedding or okay, day after. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because okay. I remember being there. I ate boneless buffalo wings and I drank Iron City beer. Very nice. Can I get back to my fucking picks? No, I just wanted to get you on a tangent. All right. <laughs> good. 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 Anyway, I think the the Giants have just turned over a new leaf. It seems like they've won. I think last. Uh. Four or five out of the last... I forget what it was, but they're doing pretty well. Um, they're not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, I I honestly hate... I'm going to go on a tangent now. No, you're not allowed. Just go to your next pick. No, 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 no. I want to talk about something. <laughs> and we were going to get to the Giants anyway. Okay. I hate a season that the Giants are now having. I'd rather them do really shitty so they get a nice draft pick. They oh, they turned it up. They're right now. They're almost out of the top ten. 
and getting a draft pick. Yeah. And for starting... Then they get fucking shit. And, and what, four weeks ago, they were in the bottom two of the league? They were they were having... They almost had the number one pick. Yeah. A couple, uh, when they played the 49ers, that was pretty much the number one pick game. Because they were both two yeah. wins. Yeah. Now the Giants, I mean... I'll, I'll say they'll finish the season 6-10. and 10. That's my prediction. 6-10 yeah, they they'll finish. Well, yeah. Which means you're going to get like a maybe 15th round pick. Or 15th round. Number a first round pick, 15th round. Yeah, 15th I pick. I cannot fucking talk he, tonight. <laughs> what Joe would like to say is he would like to get a first round pick, number 15. I don't, I don't want that. I just think that's what's going to happen. I... I, I don't know the a way, lot during that interview. I'm very sorry, everybody. Um, the way the Steelers are going, they might get the 14th pick. <laughs> the way that they're playing, yeah, I don't know. The worst part know. is they are still in the play. They are still leading the North. Well, because they had a great after like those first two games, they came alive and had a nice streak. They had a going. good run, and, and then again, now it's, it's like I don't know what's going on. See, that's what made me. It made uh, me very hesitant on that. That because they've never had a four game lose streak under Mike Tomlin. Well. And I think it, I think it will happen this week. No. Or hopefully Brady breaks his back and we never have to see him again. But uh, go to your pick, Joe. Hopefully. Rams over Eagles. I am also going to go with you on the Saints over the Panthers. Again, uh, Panthers just have no wide receiving. I mean, they do, but they don't have, like, any go-to guy, really. Are you telling me that a guy who has the last name of Functions is oh, not your fu- Yo, fuck him, man. <laughs> Fuck he, he did great the last, the first couple of weeks, and he sh- he just did terrible. Now I have Curtis Samuel, who's doing pretty well, right. and DJ Moore's doing well. Also, I don't have him, but so I guess he does have people to throw to. Seattle over San Fran. Oh, okay, I like coffee better than flowers, or dildos, <laughs> or butt plugs, or whatever it was. And my wild card game because Tom can't read the text right, <laughs> or I just choose to make it. Different. I am cool. taking. The Ravens over the Bucks. Okay. It's That's weird. That's a tough game, but the Ravens seem like they're on like some kind of roll right now, and the Buccaneers I, I think, are I think faltering. The, see, I see the opposite. I think that uh, the magic of I, – I, I do not like Lamar Jackson. I don't think he's a good quarterback. The way that they <laughs> fucked over Flacco – they need to. They need to. You know, poor Joe Flacco, Super Bowl champ, MVP of their team. How just, many? Yeah, they just replaced him as the starter, and I'm like, that, that's so fucked up. Kick in the teeth. That, really that's is. an Eli Manning esque kick in the teeth. You're yeah. gonna go Lamar Jackson, Geno Smith, but Joe let's Flacco. Be honest, they they drafted this guy to replace Joe Flacco. You know, and, and I remember when it, they drafted this guy, I'm like, you know, they still have a pretty. Flacco's not a bad quarterback. And he's not that old. He's no, 32? I think so. He's not 31, a bad quarterback. 32? I've, oh, in the last couple of se- not this year, years prior, I used Flacco as like a backup for my fantasy league. Because rem- he's not that bad. He, he does pretty well. I remember three years ago, there was a bidding war. We do auction drafts with our fantasy uh mm-hmm. teams. And there was a bidding war with me and another guy where Flacco went for the most amount of money. Really? Yes, he. It was it was, and he's not putting up bad numbers. It's mm-hmm. just like you got to look at it too. Baltimore's defense isn't what it used to be, and I think no. because of that, they're expecting Flacco to do more. Which right. he ain't got the weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He, he doesn't have the you know the running backs he used to have. His receivers aren't there. It is what it is, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Yeah. So those are your picks. Those mm-hmm. are my picks. picks. We have Jesse's picks. So again, we'd like to thank Jesse Little for coming yeah, on. Yeah, man. I, I gotta say, I, I like that kid. He's a nice. Uh, seems like a nice guy. Very down to earth. Uh, yeah. I had. I, I'm not a big NASCAR guy, but so I have. A, I have an open slot for a new favorite NASCAR driver. I'm gonna hop on this train. Hey, I like it. Like I said, <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna roof this guy. That way, when he becomes big. You could say, say you hey, were. You know yeah, what? I, I've liked him since the start. You fucking front runner. And you want to know what? We were the first ones ever to have him as a. Uh, That's right. Let's hope he uh, interview for a podcast. So, like I said, hopefully our good luck will go into him, and he'll have a great season this year, That's staying right. safe, winning a, maybe a race or two. We'll yeah, go with that. And like I said, I think we had a uh, very good pick here. I think all of our picks were. Um, there's no controversy on that. So, like I said, I think he's gonna he's gonna get the guests into the forty one column. Hopefully, yeah. I can get into the fifty one column. The guests are and pretty much fucking done. Like I said, we'll go from there. But again, yeah. thank you to uh, Jesse Little, yeah. and like I said, next week will be our big. Uh, I know Joe loves this. I'm very excited. Like Xmas. you said, like you said, it's our big Christmas episode. Xmas, Xmas episode. Whatever. I'm very excited. I have. Um, I had some special treats in store. Are they ho ho hos? No. Oh, okay. But anyway, um, happy Shana na 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 I think Honda's and, done. Eh, I don't know. But if not, Justin, you're listening. I know you are. It's Monday, and you're listening. Is Hanukkah done? Yes. <laughs> Let us know. And uh, if not, you know, let your menorah, I guess. Right. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Bull in the Ring PC. Instagram, Bull Ring PC. Follow Jesse Little at Jesse Little ninety seven. Jesse J E double S E Little nine seven. And uh, he'll show you a picture of his dad looking very sexy. Oh, don't you worry, we're going to be posting that one because <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't mind. And like I said, that is a great picture. So right. I shared that with you, Joe. So right, we'll nice. we'll, uh, we'll put that up. All right. So. From all of us uh, here at Bulls in the Ring to all of you uh, little reindeer out there. Oh, oh, oh. Goodbye. We'll talk to you next week.